What's up, everybody? So I want to let you know that the Alpha Brain Golden Ticket Sweepstakes are still going on. And that's just a rad opportunity not only to stock up on your Alpha Brain or give Alpha Brain a try. Because if you haven't tried Alpha Brain, it's definitely one of those tools that's different than any stimulant you've had and gets your brain firing in an absolutely different way. And that's what our clinical research has shown, and that's what everybody who's tried it. You know, we've sold over a million bottles of Alpha Brain, and the results are in. It works. It's awesome. So this is a great opportunity, though, because if you get the Golden Ticket Sweepstakes, everybody is a winner, and there's a bunch of cool shit that we're giving away, from kettlebell sets to different other products, to discounts. Every single person is going to be a winner if you go to the golden ticket sweepstakes so check it out on it.com slash golden ticket and then enter the code and fill in the entry form there's going to be a grand prize for one of you which is going to be a trip out here to austin and on hq so you'll be able to come hang at the hq and do all the awesome on it things so definitely check it out go to on it.com slash golden dash ticket and get your 30 count or 90 count bottle of alpha brain this podcast is brought to you by on it Honestly, I don't know what I would do without these tools for human optimization. What is human optimization? It's getting your body and mind into a state that's going to allow you to experience life to the absolute fullest. Really, the body is the base level of that pyramid. You got to take care of the body's needs. And we have all kinds of tools like the emulsified MCT oils, the supplements, the workout equipment, the information at the Onnit Academy to make sure that you're able to thrive so that you can live the best life possible. Go to onnit.com slash Aubrey. Check out the tools. You get 10% off when you go to that page and it supports the podcast. So please check it out, onnit.com slash Aubrey and enjoy the show. So I've gotten the opportunity to hang out with a couple pro skateboarders and there's one signifying factor and it came out yesterday when I showed you the cyborg for the first time. The cyborg is a super complicated multi-directional balance board, right? Yeah. And that somewhat pertains to your sport. And most people, you know, they get the feel of it, they try to figure it out and then try to just be able to stand on it for a little while. But all the skateboarders that I've given it to, before they can even fucking stand on it, they're trying to pull tricks on it yeah it's like yeah. oh here's this thing i don't even know how to use it yet but let's see if i can do a trick <laughs> yeah let's get or, rad <laughs> yeah let's get, let's, rad get let, let's go immediately to rad zero to rad and like an instant right there's no you skip all the steps yeah. in that is that just like is that part of what makes y'all good is just this like oh here's this thing let me figure out what the fuck the end result of what it's capable is i think that might be it i think it's just like you just want more it's just yeah. this desire to do more with it like it's on like let's get that take home feeling like what am i leaving with when i leave here am i leaving with this awesome feeling of this trick i want it i want the take home take me <laughs> yeah, right but there. sometimes you take home like a fucking fistful of asphalt or a yeah. face full of railing or like it makes you feel real manly though <laughs> you know so sometimes that is the take home like man i'm so tough <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i've seen some like they show me like some skateboarders just in full fucking you know golfer breakdown where they just can't hit a trick totally trying it over and over again for hours crash crash and then just full emotional hell oh yeah and you know what i i do that but i do it in my head because i know the moment i start yelling and i throw my board at that second before the boards even hit the ground, I'm like, I look like such a baby. I look like <laughs> such a big baby. And I feel so embarrassed about my behavior that I 
I just don't even do it. Yeah, it makes it worse. Then you almost have to back it up. It's almost like at that point you got to double down, right? Totally. You can't just be like, oh man, that was silly. Well, everybody around you feels awkward too, that you're like freaking out like a big baby at the spot. And yeah. Most of the places too, it's like a kick out and you're trying to not make that much noise so you don't get kicked out. It's like mm. a schoolyard on the weekend. Yeah. So like you spike in your board it's so loud, freaking out, screaming. There's like mothers running covering their kids ears you know because you're just over there just oh fudging it you know <laughs> yeah that's funny so um so let's talk a little bit how you got into this obviously there's something a little fucked up you know with you in your head to want to totally. be i want to try these tricks totally. but that had to start kind of early right you had to yeah. have this drive to just take things and figure out you know what you could do with it and skating was just something yeah. you loved and that's it is that how it started well a, a person skated past my grandmother's house and i was looking out the bay window and skated past it was the first time i saw somebody like look that rad and up until that point i played all the like all the normal backyard sports you know and rode bikes and just like you were saying tried to get rad all the time so Mm -hmm. if it was a bike i was trying to launch and trying to do rad tricks with my bike and if it was football, it was like I I wanted the ball and I wanted to always score or I wanted to throw the furthest or I wanted to kick the furthest. It was like just always more. And it, it just comes down to being a little brother mm-hmm. and wanting to be noticed, you know, really. I mean, yeah. if we're honest with each other, it's, right. it's I, wanted to, I wanted to be good. And my brother was older and better and smarter. And so I was like this is this is what i'm gonna do so did you take up skating then first before he did or did that so was that something I, that both y'all did it was just me just you just me so this yeah. is your time to shine it was my thing it was your thing yeah so i took up skating after two years of asking my mom for a board and her being scared that i was gonna get hurt and eventually she got it for me and it was instant love it was the moment i stepped on it I was obsessed and Mm -hmm. I didn't want to do anything else. And I read all these magazines and just everything became skateboard, everything. Mm -hmm. And it almost did before I even got the board. I was like reading magazines and writing, writing sentences that involved skateboarding on the blackboard at school and stuff. It would always be that. And so probably by fourth grade, third or fourth grade, kids could have already told what i was going to be yeah as a grown-up yeah so i mean it's lucky to have found a passion that young for sure i mean that's a a really clear signal and i think a lot of us you know even the ones with a lot of potential minus that really clear signal Mm -hmm. you know about what we might want to do we just or maybe we having multiple signals let's say you love skateboarding and basketball and volleyball yeah. and martial arts that was kind of the position that i was in like i had a lot of talent and a lot of aptitude towards many things but i love so many things that i got yeah. excellent at none of them i just got pretty damn good at a lot of them you know what i mean and, yeah and master of none yeah exactly and Jack so having that one that's in the clear lead can be a real blessing because then you totally. focus all of your effort and attention to that well it takes a lot more um a lot more thought and planning into you know you obviously found you found your way but it took all of those things and like how do i be involved with all these things and what does that position look like and a lot of people just go i want to be i love football i want to be a 
a pro football player and then they they grow to be five eight and not that built and they're yeah. like those aren't in the cards but they don't think outside of like well i could be a, a physical trainer and i could be the best physical trainer ever and then i work with a team and now i'm basically on the team and i sure. travel with my nfl team and now i'm involved in the thing that i'm passionate about that takes a lot more skill work and thought through than just i'm good at this it's my passion i'm gonna do this yeah yeah i mean most of us are in a position where you have to parlay something related you know it's totally. very few that very small amount that are going to get actually paid doing the sports we love or the activities totally. we love most of us is just going to be a passion or a hobby whether it's fishing yeah. or skating or playing ball or whatever that yeah. is you know these things we really love try to integrate them in your life and try to have them involved in something you know that makes sense you yeah. know and uh and that's obviously one but i think there's also something too where you know perhaps for me you know a lot of the fun is getting better at something right like seeing yeah. those like having something you suck at and then the process of getting better but when you stick with one thing the gains start coming really slow <laughs> you know like <laughs> they come fast at first like you ramp up totally. and you're like able to do most of the mm -hmm. cool shit or like most of the at least most of the regular cool shit but yeah. then to get from there to like the really cool shit i mean that's just pain and sweat and totally. hours totally i mean it, it happens with everybody and everything. It is that jump, it's that next leap. Um, you know, I can ride a BMX bike, but I can kind of do all the things that I can do until taking that next step. And that next step is like using your face as a hand, flipping over the bars, like just like proper slams. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah, well, I, I mean, I can't tail whip because if I tail whip, like that's a real slam coming. And I can't bar spin because those are real slams that happen once you throw the bars. Yeah. And you, just like you said, it's like to get to that next step, it takes everything you have to be diving in on that one sport. Right. I'm going to get better. So it's, it's interesting though with skaters, it seems like you guys are more apt to being kind of poly sport athletes. Like the skaters I know can also shred on a snowboard, usually have their way around you know bike or some other things as well is that just the culture or is that some kind of um you know proprioceptor conditioning and balance training that you think lends or some combination of both i you know what it might be some combination of both i had never really thought about it i don't know if it's the fact that we we tried everything before or whether it's just that you kind of get a sense of of the physics of things mm -hmm through skating and the different um the different types of stuff that you may skate because i've never i didn't surf before i skated and now it's like i can't paddle shoulder mobility is terrible to this we're working point, on that we're working on it <laughs> shoulder mobility thus far has been has been poor but if i can get on my feet i'm good yeah right i'm good right. i'm fine and i've never surfed before so i think it does have to do with just the receptors and just knowing the physics of what to expect mm -hmm. thinking that through and using your eyes and just breaking it down like okay well i mean wave's going to go like this it's at this angle it's going to be about this steep i need to be about here on the board i mean dropping into a ramp is probably again very not similar. That dissimilar to drop it into a wave the way you got to keep totally. it balance except a wave is a lot steep like waves are steeper than you'd expect yeah like it's it's pretty impressive after you try to surf one time that 
you know, you kind of get sick of seeing dudes get barreled until you've surfed and you know how hard it is to get barreled. Yeah. And then you're like, whoa, I don't right. know if I'll ever see the inside of that. Yeah. The waves that I surf are more like lumps, <laughs> so they're not very steep. <laughs> so, I mean, I can't exactly, I mean, I can't really get my board that much down. It just kind of gets pushed along straight. Yeah, that's nice but, uh, though, man. That's yeah. a good feeling. It's it's interesting. You know, I had a lot of, I did a lot of like straightforward stuff. Like, you know, back when I was growing up, water skiing was still a thing. <laughs> Nobody fucking water skis. But Ew. I was not, you know, right? <laughs> it's so gross. Uh, water skiing and <laughs> water skiing and, and kneeboarding. Remember kneeboarding? What a terrible Dude. idea that was. Um, horrible but those, idea. <laughs> the horrible idea. Um, but anyways, that was the shit back when I was like real young. Nice. And so I got good at that. So useless. Uh, and then it's regular skiing too, you know, which I actually still like regular I back, skiing. I back regular skiing. Yeah. I think that's cool. I like regular skiing a lot, um, but water skiing is heinous. Um, it's but- awful. <laughs> I mean, it's like some old Go-Go's video, yeah. vacation video. <laughs> I wonder if it'll make a comeback, though. Maybe like retro water skiing will be like. Yeah, it'll be like the in. next big thing. Yeah. You know, it's like reclaimed wood, water right. skiing. Just all the hipsters are just water yeah. skiing, like Kombucha. wake surfing, lame. Just the next thing. I got my skis. They're yeah. from the 90s originals. Oh, you still, you still wakeboard? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's funny. But anyways, my balance, like going forward like that, solid. And then the minute mm. I tried to like snowboard, I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? Oh, you know, crazy. That side to side balance. It didn't translate for me at all. Oh, that's and, wild. Uh, yeah, it was, it was interesting to see how like, I guess that just the way that my brain worked, the memory worked, anything going forward, fine. Yeah. No worries. Anything as soon as I turn to the side, not the same. Yeah, know? that's that's really interesting. So I had to like I'm the other way. that. Really? Yeah, I'm the other way. It's like roller skates, mm-hmm. like old school, like four four wheel roller skates. So difficult for me because <laughs> I'm facing forward. It's like yeah. oh, um, but sideways, I feel like I've got a lot more a lot more motion. Yeah. And I bet if you opened up your front shoulder and faced forward a little bit more with your feet sideways, I bet it would change the whole game for Maybe. you. Yeah, maybe. Might. I just get mad concussions when I snowboard all the time. Uh, it's just like that cartwheel. Can, yeah, yeah, just straight. Well, the flat parts of the motherfucker, right? You catch that yeah. edge in the flat parts and you just whip around. Sha-doosh, yeah, like I separated right my shoulder on one of those things yeah. before. Just caught toe side edge and it just throws you on top of your shoulder. Yeah, exactly. That's, those are the worst. That's, that's the worst. But you can't like speed check because then you're going to stop. Then you're going to stop. Exactly. Yeah, so you're so barreling you're down, the flat, down the flat stretch, which is like the iciest, hardest part of the mountain. You like, start I'm going to get it. speed. You start feeling the snow like creep up on an edge and <laughs> yeah, then creep yeah. up yeah. on the other edge. Like, <laughs> yeah. I have, I have respect for the people who do, uh, who ride those boards well. It's all, it looks like fun. But on a powder day though, I mean, fuck. Oh, it's on snowboarding on a powder day. It's one of the great pleasures of life. It really is, man. But when you get sunk, you're like <laughs> digging out. It takes yeah. a minute. You're, yeah. I mean, you get a full shoulder workout trying to like grab trees and pull yourself up right. out of like you got three feet of snow on top of your board like a shovel. <laughs> I was skiing with uh, with my friend Bodie Miller. We he just lifts the ropes. He knows all the people on the mountains, obviously in Colorado. And so they let him do whatever the fuck he wants. He lifts this rope and we go down this this territory. And I'm not a great powder skier. I'm a good like regular skier, pack or kind of moguls or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I was going and I just kind of 
got a little too forward or whatever and my skis just started to bury themselves in the snow and i went full gopher like full avalanche (laughs) gopher into the into the snowpack i was like i was like up to my neck what the fuck do i do here and it was fortunately it was really light so i just had to like clear myself out and i like and then you shot the flare (laughs) that's when you shot the flare off yeah flare help ski patrol Oh man. What a good movie that was. Yeah. Um so there's some moments in your career that were kind of definitive. Um there's you know I was I was doing a little research. There was a trick that you pulled that had never been done before, right? Wasn't there like a never been done kind of series trick that you did? Yeah, um we actually did a a full thing of never been done. So like had a warehouse built like built a couple ramps and then it was on, on me to just think of stuff that I've never seen done mm-hmm. and then try to break it down and make that happen. It was basically a hurt locker. It was like a place For to go. Sure. It was a place to go to lose your mind all alone, <laughs> secret warehouse, just you and a filmer. Like, man, it was, that was a mentally trying time. Yeah. So you build this, you build this thing out. You know that you got some, got some work cut out for you. You had yeah. a vague idea. Of some of the shit you were going to try and pull off. Yeah, and then tell me about it. How'd it go, dude? It actually went really well after after a while. You know, it was. I tried to plan it. Uh, you know, now that I've done it for so long, it was planning that made the the difference. It was trying these tricks, thinking about which ones were harder than other ones, and then going in to try to get a win. Mm-hmm. And then try that harder move after you're already warmed up. You already have a win under your belt. You feel that confidence. And now you try that hard one. And it doesn't matter if you really make it yet. But you got that that process underway after already having a win from yeah. the other trick. And um, so I would do that. And then it would kind of ice break for that trick for the next time I would go. And so it, it actually it went really well. I was in there one day though, like by myself, just skating, like my daughter, Anna, and I brought my dog. And I was skating around, and it's like I'm the, I'm one of two people with keys, and I land, I fall so crazy, landing with my arm behind my back and stuff. Like, fully thought for a second, like this is where I break my elbow. Like as I'm in the air, like this is gonna happen, and I'm, and through my head, I'm like, I'm gonna have to get my, my daughter her scooter, my dog, <laughs> all my stuff that, in a car outside of this warehouse, like with one arm and, and, and that's, that's and then you're thinking that while in the air. Yeah. While in the air, it all, it all cuts through before it's I hit the ground. It's amazing how time slows the fuck down Dude. in that situation. Yeah. And in that time you can't do anything. You can't no, move. You no. can't move. But you figured a bunch of stuff out. Like, totally. well, I got about 20 yards my keys and i'm gonna try not to yeah. cry because my daughter's gonna get yeah. meanwhile you're just in the air with your arm pinned behind your back and this stuff happens all the time too i went i went to the skate park with my son and like oh we're just gonna skate around with some friends whatever like board flies up breaks my nose like just and i'm like i have to drive i'm the one that drives now with a broken nose and like blood everywhere like yeah. kid in the back like like grab all the stuff like luckily my son like helped me like grab the boards and like here's your keys like (laughs) help me out but yeah that stuff happens man yeah what's some of the gnarliest what's some of the gnarliest falls and crashes that you've taken um when i i've done there's been some lame ones like some pretty 
pretty lame ones. But uh, but if I have to go off of the top of my head, I, I hit my face when I was in uh, seventh grade off a lawn tramp, tried this trick all alone and just landed on my board, but board shot out, bringing my feet up like so fast. It was just like a baseball bat, just uh-huh. smashed my face on the ground, knocked out my teeth and fully got knocked out. I didn't know until like probably a couple of weeks ago I thought about it. I was like, yeah, I was knocked out. Um, knocked out my teeth and it's like seventh grade. So you have like two months of dental surgery after that. I've like, I've flown into. And your mom was just shaking her head. Like, oh, just like, told you. what did you do? And I knocked him, <laughs> I knocked him out like the next year too. Like next year I knocked him out again. Um, one time I ollied up this ledge to jump over a gap onto another ledge and just hung my back truck on the first ledge going full speed just ollied up didn't ollie high enough hit it flew like superman again but this time just eyebrow first into the edge of the other ledge full body behind me no hands just like buckled and it was underneath my eyebrow so like basically eye socket and uh split my eye had like like raccoon face paint for a week that was a rough one Oh, it, man. dude, it, it, they, they get, these were, these were like pre days of cell phone cameras. So otherwise you could have fully, oh, totally. fully, fully found yourself documented. on ridiculousness. Oh my God. None of that's documented too. It's just like these terrible things that have happened in my account of them happening. Right. Right. That's just it. in the memory that you hold in your head. And right. Somewhere in the scar tissue somewhere. on your body, if you dig around a little bit. Totally. And that front eyebrow, like, I mean, a lot of people have split their eyebrow, but my front eyebrow is like, I feel like I'm going to have like a sagging eyebrow on one side from just splitting that thing yeah. all the time. How conscious of you are of you are um how conscious of you of are flow you? state are you? Like do you do you, is it something you try to like hack? Is it something that you try to get yourself into that kind of flow state? Is that I mean you me- you kind of mention it by getting that early win first, right? Because when you're talking yeah. about flow state, that state where it's actually associated with the brainwave pattern drop where you're dropping into that more alpha state and everything seems like you're fully within your body. Everything's fluid. Your mind's not thinking extraneous thoughts, you know, something that Kotler, you know, some of the other researchers talk about this classic flow state example, Mm -hmm. you know, how much, you know, and and there's all the criteria, the stakes have to be high, has to involve body, mind, all these things, which is totally in line with skating, but there's ways that you can kind of, try and hack that or is it just something yeah. that you get into um a little of both but it's definitely something i try to get into um mm-hmm. sometimes you'll just fall into it it'll right. just happen one of those days where you where you wake up and you just feel so good like you've got endless amount of energy your brain is just firing extra fast like just computing everything that comes at it almost in slow motion. Mm-hmm. And those days, you've got it, that's mm-hmm. it. And then on the other days, you try to fake it till you make it with that. Yeah. You know that feeling and you try to get it. You try to get it in your chest, you try to get it in your brain, that you find that win, you find that feeling. And what I do is I'll, I'll go into a contest set, a situation or just a skate park, for instance, just walk in and I have to think about a previous win in my chest, feel that feeling of that time, of that confidence, of just that that build up. 
I have to feel that. And then I try to grow from there Mm -hmm. and try to physically see everything like everything shrinks. All the wedges, all the handrails, all the things are small and I'm huge. That's when, when you can see it like that, you're good. Like you've got it. That's really, uh, it's really interesting because, you know, the visualization process, the key to any good visualization is not just running the pictures in your head. It's anchoring the emotions to that visualization. So I'm working with the fighter, how to visualize the fight. It's not just seeing themselves hit him. It's feeling what it feels like to hit someone. Feeling what it feels like when they knock, you just knocked him down. That initial shock and rush of energy and that the drive yeah. to go pounce on them. How that? How does that feel? How does it feel to get your hand raised at the end, right? Anchor yeah. that. But for you, it seems like you're doing the same thing, but you're anchoring it to previous success, some some actual real event. So summoning yeah. that same state, and then that idea of shrinking all of the handrails and shrinking all of the things. I mean, that's a really cool technique. I mean, I can imagine yeah. that if you're worried about public speaking you could do the same thing you could imagine yourself super oh, big and you're speaking to a you know pint-sized smurf-sized audience where everybody smurfs and you're really big or if you're you know i remember when i was playing basketball when i really felt in the zone it felt like i was shooting into an ocean like the, yeah that, like the hoop was like the size it was so it was like a swimming pool like yeah you had this itty bitty ball yeah like a little ball like a ping pong ball into the giantest beer pong that's swimming pool of all time but and I think so that's a cool way to visualize it. And I think anybody could use that technique whenever you're needing totally. to perform. You know, make yourself big, make that thing small, and anchor yourself to positive emotion, either about the current event or use some previous event. Totally. I mean, feeling that feeling definitely helps. But I mean the the visualization of of everything being small, it takes away that edge, that fear, mm-hmm. you know, because everything's small. And that's actually a technique that I developed from hearing stories from my hothead friends with like a super temper that got in fights all the time. Like they couldn't control their temper and they felt like the person was shrinking and they were just getting bigger and bigger as they got more angry. And I was like, dude, that is genius. And that's where it came from where I was like, oh dude, if I saw all these things as small, and like actually, you know, fooled my brain into seeing these things as little, it'd be so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's dope. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much the protocol then. Like when you have a big, you know, championship event or something like that, that's pretty much the protocol. You start running through that. Yeah. What's your, uh, what other preparation techniques do you use before to get yourself physically and mentally ready? Um, well, dude, I definitely listen to my body as far as what I should eat. Um, it'll tell you. Like, it'll tell you straight up, like, you need steak or or you need chicken or you need broccoli or, you like, it'll tell you exactly what you mm. want. Like, you read over the menu and you know, like, that's it. That's the one. And uh, and there's, there's a lot of that beforehand, um, the night before and stuff like that. Um, you try to get as as good a rest as you can. My thing is I want to have a good time because if I'm just thinking about the contest the whole time, it's terrible for me. Sure. I don't want to build up this thing and then it not, I mean, as much work as you put into it, you may still get 12th still. And so I don't want to ruin the entire time that I have 
thinking about this thing and then end up in 12th. I just want to have a good time and I want to hang out and have a great time. And then I go there and I do my thing. And then there's really no loss. Exactly. Because right? you went out, you had a great time. Yeah, I, I had a win. And you're going to perform better anyway. So, so it's not like, totally. so you go in that it's truly a win-win. You'll perform better and you're going to have fun. Exactly. So yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. getting in there, being present, having fun. When the pressure gets too great, you know, and you talked again, I talked to a lot of fighters, mm-hmm. but you talk to fighters or other athletes who are performing. It's almost like they watched themselves in a dream. It was like the pressure was so great. They almost disassociated from the moment. Yeah. Stepped outside of the pres- present moment. It was like the stakes are too fucking high. And you'll talk to him like, how was the fight? He's like, man, I was like, I was watching myself fight. Like I wasn't really yeah. there. You know, and I think that's a oh. factor of having that pressure so high. It's a defense mechanism. The defense mechanism totally. is to disassociate. Same as yeah, same as a kid would do. Get out of this loser. Yeah, exactly. Like this situation <laughs> sucks. Let's yeah. go back, hide. Same as like a kid would do when their parents are fighting. Like if you're, if a kid's if a kid's around and the parents are fighting, there's so much stress and anxiety in 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 the environment. You know, obviously completely different situation, but you'll kind of disassociate from the moment. Totally. You know, which is absolutely the opposite of how you're going to perform well. Totally. You want to drive yourself straight into that present moment. Yeah. Breathe, feel everything, you know, feel what the breeze feels like, feel what the temperature is and just fucking have fun. When people are fucking killing it, doesn't matter if it's Michael Jordan about to hit that game winning shot or if it's, you know, all the great champions, you see that little smile creep up. You you see that like, yeah, all right. You know, they know, you know, then, you know that they're in it you know like yeah. i was watching my homie cody no love you follow fighting right yeah, you yeah. watch cody fight dominic cruz mm-hmm. in that fight as soon as i saw cody bust that first smile in there i was like oh dom you're fucked yeah. my friend because because we had talked about that you know and getting him in that kind of mental flow state where he was relaxed in the present moment having fun yeah and the smile was that was that key like you get in there not that cocky smile like like trying to show him something but that real like Oh, all right, I'm here. Yeah, like this is this is where I should be. Exactly. This is, this is this is what I'm good at. This is where I should be. I earned this. Yeah. And I'm gonna. I'm having. I'm having a good time doing what I'm good at. And you may get knocked out either way. Yeah. So why not go out with a smile? Why not go out stoked to be there rather yeah. than like, oh man, I don't know about this, and then you get knocked out. And or you're just or like, over, I knew I shouldn't have been in there. Or over angry, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill you. I'm the, I'm such a warrior. I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, you know, you're like, a headhunter then. Yeah, exactly. And you're just throwing bombs that are all slow. And, yeah. You know, Dom would just eat, eats anybody up who goes that way. But, yeah. But you know, you get in there with that smile, start having fun, and I haven't seen anybody have more fun than Cody did that day Dude, in the ring. You such know? a cool move! Such a cool, such a just, cool move! Just doing the jig, pulls his gu- pulls his fake gun out of his wake, his tattoo gun out of his weight belt, shoots his feet, and does a dance like he's fucking Elmer Fudd. Like, <laughs> who thinks about doing that except if you're just in the present moment and you're just fucking living it? Yeah, you know. And and then on the other side, you know, Dom was just getting more and more mad, and that emotion was driving him outside of the present moment into his head. And if you're a fighter, you're in in your head, you're dead. You know, it's something that Anthony Robbins says about anybody in any situation, but you're in your head, you're dead. It's pretty true, man. It's pretty true. And I mean, you you show up to to the event that you have to perform at and the odds are, the odds are all over the place. You could do, you could be whatever. You could end up in last place. And if you're not having a good time, you're, totally gonna end up in last place yeah totally totally. and if you're terrified of being in last place you're gonna that's 
the fear is something of a belief you know like a fear is a belief a fear is a yeah. belief in the likelihood of a negative event happening yeah and the more you obsess on that fear oh, i'm terrified of being last all you're thinking about is last plays totally you know? and it's some totally. form of belief and so you have just more headwind to counteract you yeah. have a positive belief which is yeah i'm here i deserve to be here and i can do it and you have a negative belief being expressed as your fear so you're really yeah. working against yourself well what happens too is i'll show up to these events and it'll be all these guys are ripping right and i look around and i see i see a trick out of luan on my left i see a trick out of nigel on my right and then it's like malto did a trick in the center p rod does a trick over there and i'm seeing all these tricks happen them all be good and different and rad and I, they almost turn into one big juggernaut mm-hmm. where it's like everybody can do everything. And then you start to panic because you're like, my, I only have these and I saw all these tricks. Yeah. But it's like, if you have a level head, you're like, yes, that person had that trick and that person had that trick. No, they didn't have all those tricks. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, it's like you have these, they have those. And that's it. And it's not like there's some crazy juggernaut out there that does every single trick and you're just screwed. Yeah. It's kind of like Pressfield wrote a book called Swing Your Authentic Swing, you know, talking about like what your, what your shit is. Like do your shit. And I think if you get too caught up trying to do someone else's shit, like if you're on the golf totally. course and someone has a monster drive and that's not really your game, yeah. you know, and you're like, oh man, he's got a monster drive. I got to fucking crank it up a little bit. I got to yeah. put my hips into this one a little bit more. <laughs> you know, good luck. You're yeah, just slicing. It or, yeah, you're slice slicing it or hard. power hook it into the bushes, you know. Dude, hunt, hunt some squirrels I know all with about it. that. I know all about <laughs> I that. I do too. I do too. But, um, but yeah, you just got to stick with what your, what your thing is. You know? Totally, I know what that is. And shit, it's the same with like dating and relationships. You know, swing your authentic swing. Be you to the totally. most. Don't try to be somebody else. You know, your girl hooks up with some fucking monster power lifter guy like don't think that you need to become a monster power lifter to, to get her interest like totally be you be you to the fullest extent eventually you're gonna have to be you yeah and exactly. the entire time that you're not you the you that you're portraying sucks sucks it's it the worst sucks it totally People sucks. Can smell it it's like a foul odor that's surrounding you this cloud of falseness like what what well, is this person? Well, it takes a it takes a lot of energy too to keep up with the weird lie that you're trying to portray rather than just being yourself when it takes you can actually focus on other shit because you're uh, I'm just being me. Yeah. And so also you attract the people you want to when you're yourself. You know, if you be yourself, the people that appreciate that you'd actually get along with. Yeah. Rather than like you're trying to play this role and then you're like you end up hanging out with people and you're like like what how did i end up here <laughs> how did i get here yeah oh man yeah i can't say that I gotta, why am i, I gotta, drinking all I these keep, protein shakes the, i gotta keep back, gotta, shooting steroids in the back yeah. of the gold's gym are you are you sure i'm not gonna get disqualified <laughs> for this <laughs> <clears throat> i want to circle back to something else he said because i think it's really important um you say you use your intuition in preparing for your events and what you eat yeah listen to your body and that's an art that we've really lost. And it's something I talk about all the time. Like, it's good to do the research on, you know, the nutritional principles. But so many people can get co- so caught up in what they've heard and what they said that they fail to actually listen to their body. Like, yeah, what does your body want? How does it feel? And what's the difference between what your body really wants and what 
your cravings and your emotional desires are. Totally. Like what is that force of resistance yeah. and what's the force of assistance that's coming from your body? Dude, that's a really good point. I mean, you're right. We we get we get confused a lot. Yeah. And our and our eyes will tell us something looks better than the other thing and it's it's almost like you know before you looked at the menu what you wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, don't let the pictures fool you. Yeah. It's like you knew and and a lot of people don't the, even know what the, the taste is. You see those anymore. buffalo wings with that sauce that's just totally. cooked on right. It's right, going to be right. That cold. <laughs> I mean, it's perfectly placed. It's beautiful. <laughs> that that cool ranch with the perfectly moisted <laughs> celeries yeah. there that are going to be there. That's, it's tough to resist because you start smelling that. You know, that little totally. tingly that comes in the back of your nose with you the get, good buffalo sauce. Yeah, like, you're, like the soda that comes out is going to have ice cubes dropping into it yeah. from a great height. And it's just <laughs> splashing everywhere. Just like, wow. That is thirst quenching. Yeah. But yeah, your eyes become hungry. And I think a lot of times, I mean, you you know, everybody knows it's more expensive to buy real food now than it is to buy fake food. And how did we get there? Yeah. Where we can grow it in the ground for real, but it's cheaper if we modify it and grow a whole lot of it. And so when you eat actual good products, quality breads quality meats quality like proteins and starches and you eat the good stuff you know it like you know that taste and if you don't know that taste it's going to be pretty hard for you to identify what your body wants yeah and it's not only the the foods it's how it's prepared too you know like even some places like there's a vegetarian restaurant here in town and in my mind i think like this is a healthy choice but every time I would eat there, my I just wouldn't feel good, you know. And then I started yeah. to like look into, you know, started asking them some questions like, well, what oil are you using to, you know, saute your vegetables in? And and just it was like canola oil and like like yeah. weird like making like Mars weird, pan. yeah, exactly like yeah. weird choices. Whereas like at home, it's all extra virgin olive or or yeah. like grass fed butter or these you know these choices of how you cook it and then making sure that you don't overheat it so it reaches its smoke point and then the fat turns uh, and oxidizes and becomes bad for you. Like there's so many different levels of what, you know, what is actually going to feel good. But the key thing is, you know, listen to your body and and sort sort out those signals. And I think that's an art. Just intuition itself is almost like a lost art. Yeah. You know, so do you extend that not only with food, but is intuition like a real guiding force for you in making all kinds of decisions? I think most of my decisions are through intuition. It's I follow my gut a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe it's ADD. Maybe it's just how I've always done it. But you know when stuff feels right and when things feel off. And people call that street smarts. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I'm not really book smart, but I got street smarts. It's like you have a intuition. You have gut. You have your gut intuition. That, that means to me that you know where to buy drugs if you're in a new city. <laughs> that's, that's, just, that's what street fig- smart is. And you'll figure it out. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's that. It's, it's that you, you have that, that intuition of like this is not the place to hang out. Um, I can feel the tension in this bar and I'm trying to go out and have a good time, mm-hmm. but I can you can cut the air with a knife like i feel the tension the crowd here is just the type that wants to pick a fight yeah i'm just going to move on to another bar you know it's it's things like that 
and trust in your gut. That's pretty much it. That's the intuition. There's, there's just the, the, the problem is, is that there's, you got to be able to distinguish again. It's that same thing. The helpful voice from that, that other voice, you know, that other yeah. fucking voice of resistance. It's just kind of <laughs> trying to throw you into some shit yeah to see how you deal with it you know and and that voice it's like you know this bar is probably not the right bar and then that other voice like don't be a fucking pussy totally (laughs) you know like that other one coming from your ego and trying to say like you know if i leave this bar i'll think less of myself in some different so it comes out in this voice that's telling you the wrong thing to do and and i think just the more we can separate those two and be like a a honest observer of these counter of these counter forces in our mind well, I feel like what what you just said too isn't it's that thing's not always a bad plan. That the the like don't be a pussy is actually sometimes a is sometimes a good helping hand, but seeing the honest middle ground right is the best is the best place to be. Yeah, cuz sometimes you are being a pussy. <laughs> sometimes you are. Sometimes you're just being like or you're just not um you're not assertive enough or you just don't have the confidence enough at that moment to like deal with the fact like yeah wait i'm i'm looking around yeah i can feel the tension but like really like now that i'm looking at it honestly yeah i have nothing to be worried about right like even if even if push comes to shove i have nothing to be worried about in this right, bar. right right you know and and like that type of assessment is a is a good honest middle so I, I had a, I wrote a blog article a long time ago and it was called party with your third eye open. And, <laughs> Good name. And, uh, I actually still kind of hold to that where it's like, you know, I love going out and partying. I used to love it a lot more. Don't do it as much now, but I still like to cut loose, but there's always some part of me that maintains a level of awareness. Cause when you lose that, that lose that certain like access to your intuition, access to observation yeah. of what's going on then that's when the shit happens like totally my my buddies you know i have friends with a bunch of fighters and different people my buddies have gotten in 40 50 60 i don't know how many street fights in my close clip but i've never been there for a single one save one which has jumped up out of the blue and my fiance at the time got smashed head first into a car window before i could even see what was happening right so total random yeah total random thing but it's because i can see it early and yeah. head it off and sometimes it's a show of like you really don't want to do this you know and then you can diffuse it that way and sometimes it's like hey man it's all good we'll leave but whatever yeah. it is i can see it early enough like i have that ability because i'm always totally. aware whereas you know other buddies are not partying with their third eye open just no, partying no, no. completely it's, it's shut it's not even shut it's just squinting shut yeah. like all like eyes four, are squinting all, all eyes are squinting <laughs> there's one eye open and yeah, that's and it's just their asshole. a challenge eye <laughs> it's, it's just, just a challenge eye <laughs> Just the stink eye. Yeah, yeah it's just, just that fuck you. The dirty, hairy eyeball <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, and, and in that yeah. case, you're subject to all sorts of different shit that can go wrong. Totally. I mean, and, you know, if you want to cut loose to straight up close all the eyes, your house is a pretty great place with right? like your closest of friends <laughs> right? only. Lock the doors. We're, <laughs> we're, we're getting shit-faced. And here. that's definitely the place that I have the most fun because then I can't, I can just totally relax it. Totally. Like there's no need to keep that kind of guard dog. No. Like I can totally give it the, the stake and tell it to go fucking take a hike. Yeah. You just get to be you too. Just 100%. like, I'm just, I'm being so honest here Yeah, that it's like almost painful. 
Yeah, but the, the problem is, is because everybody who goes out with me knows that I'm watching shit. They're just like, ah, fucking Ob's got it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, like, Ob's got it for sure. <laughs> yeah, so get some more shots. Where more shot? All the drugs, all the shots. Bring them over got here. You. Ob's got this shit covered. Nothing Thank bad. Goodness. Nothing bad happens when we're out with him. Thank good you're there. <laughs> and I'm like, this sucks. This is the worst. It totally sucks. Like, where's my turn? Why doesn't somebody yeah. else fucking open you're their eyes? You're just always the DD somehow. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's you. Yeah, exactly. The designated watch, designated eyeball. Oh. That's that's a tough position. Yeah, it's interesting. Long hard talk with the friends. <laughs> yeah, for Just real. Bring them in. Bring them for in real. now. And it's it's there's again there's that enjoyment of the experience too. Like it's it's weird those forces, those compulsive forces that take us beyond the enjoyment of the experience. Like there's a certain level of drunkenness where you remember and you have fun. A yeah. certain level of intoxication where you don't remember and who knows if it was fun or not because you're black. You're like literally blacked out. Totally. I'm. I am so damn lucky that I never get there. I before that happens, I'll actually be throwing up and actually blacked I, out on the ground. I can't black out. Like I, yeah. I, I literally can't black out from alcohol. It's like a like a, a weird superpower. Yeah, you know that's. I'm that's, always here. I'm, I'm all, always yeah. here. It's like if I'm not here, I'm passed out next to a toilet, completely out. I'm never that guy <laughs> who's whose brain is not home but right. his body's out doing stuff zombieing around never what did, did i do that. i've yeah. never had the what did totally I, do? I don't know where i went last night but i don't have my shoes my <laughs> feet are filthy yeah you know like <laughs> i was shopping in walmart like what was i doing totally yeah like uh, oh thank god together. for that <laughs> um yeah i remember my 21st birthday I was intending to drink 21 shots and my that's a terrible and my, plan and it was a terrible plan already but my my friends seeing that i was well on pace for over overshooting the 21 shots started <laughs> miscounting on purpose and writing some of my shots on the back uh, so i ended up the night with like 28 shots or something like that remember everything thank was god doing, you're still i was here. doing weird things granted like i was like i took a shower i was like drinking the shower water because i couldn't get to the sink to drink the water and like yeah. throwing out and then i went to go i wasn't at my house so i was like man i'm cold and i gotta put some clothes on and go to bed so i just put a shirt on just shirt cocked my way to one of my fraternity brothers beds nothing's just, funnier just, though <laughs> than a, than that yeah. like a shirt no pants no pants just just wandering like god i just need this bed funny <laughs> as hell when a dude does it sexy when a chick does it yeah right yeah. it's a weird dichotomy where it's sexy if a girl does it when a guy does and it it's just funny it's just funny it's just funny like no chick is getting turned on but they will laugh <laughs> no chick is ever and just naked dudes don't turn on chicks anyway no but you know full naked yeah. can be like ooh, it's interesting but shirt cocking nah no no shirt cocking is just like <laughs> this is a pile but like <laughs> shirt shirt off changing oil yeah that's a hot guy shirt off jeans on you got a totally then you have a winner cleaning his hands off after doing some man shit that totally benefits you so that you didn't have to go to jiffy lube (laughs) just solid that's a man that's that's a hero no doubt no doubt yeah i had alcohol poisoning for two days but i still remember all the moments there it's a weird weird thing about good for you doesn't like to shut up although i will say the one time i did only time in my life I blacked out was that street fight I got into. And I think it was just a matter of my adrenaline getting so high yeah. that I had like an adrenal shut off. Like I just, my, my short-term memory yeah. was not recording because <laughs> my brain oh. was just all pure adrenaline. Yeah, that's actually, that makes sense. Yeah, and I've heard it from other like 
soldiers and fighter people in these like really intense situations where you're yeah. like yeah i don't know what happened <laughs> yeah i don't know what happened i'm covered in blood and it's right. not mine the full werewolf i don't the know full werewolf effect that's what it is that's what <laughs> yeah. it is i remember choking somebody <laughs> i'm covered in blood that's not mine i hope i didn't kill anyone that, that happened to uh that happened to a, a buddy of mine we that was actually the street fighter night so somebody dressed up as uh sagat right which is the hand wraps the big scar across the chest yeah. the eye patch um and he was out we we're all out and he got separated he met this chick went down this path and ended up you know blacked out woke up still had his hand wraps on and his hand wraps were covered in blood and he's staying in this new person's house and there's this chick passed out in the bed next to him and so he's like piecing it together no absolutely no memory looks at the hand wraps hand wraps are all bloody he's like what the fuck because he was a fighter too he's like yeah. oh my god what the fuck I've... and then like looks at her and she looks like she's sleeping somewhat peacefully alive <laughs> yeah like breathing well like she's fine <laughs> and then he like opens the sheets and the sheets are just covered in blood and so he's and so still he's like, like curious sweet yeah <laughs> He's like, okay, I got yeah, it. I yeah. got it. Yeah, I don't know if he put it together even then yet. You know? But then, <laughs> then she wakes up. She's like, oh, sorry, I was on my period yesterday. Uh, he's like, all right. He's like, I've never been so stoked <laughs> for that. Yeah, huge win. Yeah, big win. <laughs> big win for Sagat. <laughs> Sagat comes out ahead. Yes, dude. By the way, those those uh, outfits were absolutely I inspiring. Know. I know those were those are two of our best. The Thundercats here was particularly strong. We had full like body airbrush painting and dude costume design well you had the so. good the good thought of uh, uh we'll get we'll get our bodies painted i've been thinking i wanted to do lino for years now and i'm just like how am i gonna pull this off <laughs> like i haven't figured it out and you guys figured it out yeah nailed it good airbrusher yeah i'll get the job done so you're, smart yours we were talking about it earlier you're big into some of that you know some of that retro stuff of our yeah. generation i love it your favorite it. tell us about your favorite skateboard that you're currently riding so I thought that oh, was. Oh yeah, I have a, I have a Nintendo Blaster board, <laughs> Duck Hunt gun. I would just ride that thing nonstop. You know the, the company series was a bunch of guns, and they're like, yeah, you know, like, Jocelyn has a musket. You know, like this dude has an Uzi. Like, what do you want? And I was like, I want the Duck Hunt gun, and it just made sense for me. Like, yeah, I don't need a gun. I want that gun. And so yeah. they came out with it, and all the boards like have a on the top uh, or like part of the logo has a bullet hole in it and yeah. mine is just like a pixelated blast when you <laughs> miss the duck yeah so it's like it's sick man i just kind of like to design boards like that and i i just love that stuff just all the stuff that hit me below the belt before you had seen everything you know right before you were like a grown-up like all these things that they you see them again for the first time in a like a long time and it just brings this like joy where you just like a smell you like time travel back mm -hmm. to this moment like i remember all these things like things come into color almost yeah and i love it so i i'm pretty i'm pretty retro in that in that aspect i love those old toys i wear ck1 I love it. <laughs> cool water, dude. Love cool water. <laughs> cool water. Love cool oh, water. Oh man, cool water hit the scene hard, dude. It hit it hard. Everybody <laughs> would just overspray before oh, before sure. high school. You'd get in a car with a bunch of dudes on the way to school, and the it was just like you were just getting <laughs> gassed in there. Just yeah. A million different types of cologne to last yeah. the whole day long. Unreal. 
Yeah, yeah was, you were spraying directly on the clothes. All over. Soak it in. Yeah. <laughs> you like that, ladies? And the ladies are doing the same with the perfume. Oh, so yeah. just you're fully nose blind. Or just the bed bath maybe and that beyond. Was all, maybe Cucumber that melon everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Oh, yeah. The bath, the bath spray. Dude, yeah. they would just have hand lotion that was just perfume. It was insane. As I've gotten older, my tolerance for any type of perfume or cologne has gone significantly down totally you know like I, like someone yeah. has strong perfume or cologne on i'm like what the fuck is wrong with you totally same like, with secondhand smoke yeah like now when you smell like a cigarette you're like you're like who is smoking <laughs> right. people still do that like you like lose your mind like whoa that smells terribly offensive sir oh, yeah Back in the day, you were like driving in the car. The windows were up and people were smoking. And you're just like, that's normal. <laughs> Cigarettes have that particularly foul smell too. Like I, I yeah. smoke cigars and sometimes pipe tobacco. And maybe that's just because I smoke them. But I can smell that and be like, oh, someone's got a cigar in here. And it's that's like, totally because you smoke them. That's totally, is it? <laughs> yeah, it totally is. Because, dude, if you catch a cigar and you don't smoke cigars, you're it's, like, who just, that's even more moly, It's insane. That's the rudest. It's, it's like a big, fat-ass cigarette. My homies smoke cigars. They love that's them. That's funny. So I wonder, I guess people who smoke cigarettes come into a room that smells like cigarettes and like, oh, yeah, it smells good. Like, I'm home. I'm home. <laughs> Here I am. I've arrived. <laughs> right. That's, that's it. That's definitely probably the trick i guess that's why people were able to tolerate i know have you ever hooked up with i mean obviously you're married now you have kids but hooking up with a girl who smokes cigarettes gross gross so gross because it's not only when you kiss them like when you go down on them they smell like cigarettes oh like really it permeates all of the flesh that's gross it's super gross Blah. yeah um it's not interesting dude. spoils the experience <laughs> it's just a battery it's just a nine volt yeah um it's funny that that's that's distinctively cigarettes too that it just traps like if you smoke outside in the cold weather it just sucks the heat it, it'll like suck onto your body and then you walk in with this stale ashtray cigarette smell yeah, right it's like immediately aged the smoke smell and it's on your body like none of it none of it released into the air it all just stuck back <laughs> yeah, on you like a whole totally. bunch of like velcro totally so gross yeah. but that being said the 90s were sick as shit <laughs> everybody smoked in the 90s yeah different, different everybody times quit then. in the 2000s it's gonna be a weird future because you know i think at that point you know less and less actual smoke everything will be almost everything will be vape you know at that point if you're trying to get stuff in your body and then even things like driving cars like we only got another 20 years on driving your own car totally i saw i saw the tessie out there yeah that thing's sweet it is man it's dope they are awesome but it's going to be illegal to drive your car because it's just going to be dangerous well also because we shouldn't trust people because people are stupid (laughs) right for the most part and it's like it's terrible but like we've lost the ability to judge things appropriately there's too many of us and like you know my tesla and your tesla will be able to communicate to each other very well better than communicate with all the other cars Mm -hmm. and so a whole bunch of these cars that communicate together traffic done yeah like traffic jams are moving smooth yeah because Unless you're that one random car in the center, like, ah, <laughs> you got that 82, like Honda. You're right. just like, oh man. Oh, damn. That's what I wonder about the self-driving. I didn't, ha- I got it before they had the update with all the cameras that'll make it self-drive. Oh, yeah, yeah. 2014. 
So eventually I'll have to update that. But what I worry about is like the merging process. Because I feel like some of these are like human judgment calls. Like totally. there's the speed up merge and then there's the slow down merge. And then totally. there's sometimes it works like easily. But I wonder how the car judges that. I wonder. I haven't had it merge for me. Like yeah, it's that. sketchy, right? Yeah, I don't I don't run that. I I'll like click it. I'll double click it if I'm like fading at the wheel. Like I'm yeah. It's been a, like a three hour drive mm-hmm. and I'm almost home, but I'm still on the highway and I'm fading. I'm like, this thing's probably better. I'm staying awake, but I'm gonna do- I'm letting this thing drive for me. Yeah. Just in case I blink for too long. And uh yeah, but merging is it's supposed to do it pretty sweet. I, I bet they've figured out that problem. I can't be the only one to think about it. I just wonder how much masturbation is going to go up in the car when all the cars are self-driving. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna have to tint the windows. <laughs> like real all dark. Way, all self-driving cars are going to yeah. come standard with tinted windows. With really tinted windows. Because <laughs> otherwise those bus just, drivers are just going to be seeing, a, seeing the view. Dude, tons. <laughs> tons of them. Uh, Anybody in an SUV is looking down at like self-driving The horror. Tesla. Jesus. Why? Dude, it's so funny. I just saw it. Like, we went to a skate spot in LA the other day. And uh, as we were skating, we got kicked out. It was at a police station. Police came out. He's like, hey, you guys can't skate here. And then looked over. And there was like a chick in a car parked at the police station smoking crack. And he's just like, walks over, arrested right there. Like, she's getting handcuffed. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're, we're like walking back to our cars. This chick's screaming, getting handcuffed. This dude walks past right in front of my car just dick out and just <laughs> and he's needing it like he's just not a boner or anything he's just grabbing this like this limp dick and just smashing it into his body with his hand while he's looking at me just like eyeballing me oh jesus and it's like he's needing it like it's like pizza dough <laughs> like smashing it and then his ass is out as he walks past i'm just like just shirt dude. cocking yeah just it's basically shirt cocking and i was just like dude LA is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Did he get arrested too? Or uh, no? You just no, he go? walks right past. Just dick <laughs> you out. Didn't, you They're didn't just go like, like oh. hey, uh, officer. You might no, wanna... he walks right past the cops. <laughs> like he walks past us, then past the cops, ass out, the cops dick out, like, and the cops out. are just like, whatever. There was a dude, <laughs> there was a dude right uh, next to him, like in a planter eating grubs, like eating worms, like digging in the dirt. Dude, you need to them. skate at different spots. I was like, there, this Chris. spot is the sickest. <laughs> saw a dude skip through an intersection <laughs> like a green light and then i see a dude skip and then i i see the van in front of me like and then they pull around him and then as i pull around him he stands there and he basically just opens up his mouth and says nothing like that at me with a huge smile and just food flying out of his mouth like two feet in every direction like it looked like he chewed up beef jerky i was just like dude this is insane <laughs> The best spot. It was the best spot ever. What a day. (laughs) Oh, shit. What's next for you, man? What gets you fired up now? You've accomplished so much in the world of skating. You've got, obviously, you know, the money to take care of your family. What gets you fucking fired up? Um, That's a great question. It's, It's continuing the learning process of skating. Like you said, the, the fun is, is like in that, that instance of learning new things i'm always trying to learn new things with skating it i haven't i haven't mastered it there's still things like i'll come inside and i'll be like i learned a new trick today and uh 
my wife will be like, how is it possible that there are tricks that you haven't done? And I'm like, I, 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 I honestly don't know, but somehow there are. And yeah, I did one today. And that gets me like super duper hyped. Yeah, it's like raising my kids. I love, I love that. I love music. I love to, to hang out, like better my relationship with my wife, grow with our family and, you know, always do things like that. Like I really enjoy that. I really enjoy family life while also being able to go into the skate world, which is funny cause there's like two wives. Mm-hmm. There's like the, I'm the family guy and like we hang out with like other families and we do family stuff and, you know, like family vacations with other families and things that are like really, really wholesome and rad. And then there's the like skate side where I'm like going out with like people that don't have any kids and like raging. Yep. And there's that, that line that I walk and it's actually quite good. I think that you need, you kind of need both. Agreed. Cause people, yeah. people think that they have to like, they have to be this thing like, oh, you're a parent now. So you have to be, you know, parents don't do that. But who says that? Because right. I'm a parent and I do this. It's weird what people think. I mean, I don't have kids yet, but you know, I talk to a lot of parents and mm-hmm. you know, the idea that you have to be a certain, you have to stop certain thing or be a certain way for your kids. Like your care, your kids are going to model themselves after you, whether you like it or not. And so the most important thing is you show them that you're capable of love, that you're capable of happiness, and totally. that you show that. Like that's the most important thing. You got to get yourself right. You can't. You're not going to fool your kids. It's the same discussion. No, like, you're not. You can't fool your kids all the time. You got to fix the shit for real. You got to live a life that gets you fired up, keeps you inspired, keeps you passionate. You want kids that are fired up, inspired, passionate? Be fired up, inspired, and passionate. You want kids who are in a loving relationship? Doesn't matter who that relationship is. is show them what a loving relationship is. Yeah. Give them the script. Yeah, this like, is the script. Yeah, this, this is, is what it looks this like. is what it looks like when my dad's in love. This is what it looks like when my mom's in love. If it's not with each yeah. other, that's okay. Just yeah. show them what love looks like, and show and them and be it. candid with them. Show them conflict resolution. Exactly. If you don't show them how you resolve an argument, they'll never know. Yeah, you know, it's it's those things. It's holding them, it's holding them high, but very much being a person because, like you said, you can't fool them. You can't pretend to be this role because all that does is when you pretend to be some like even keeled, non-emotional individual, they know it. They sniff it out. They feel that deception. They feel that disconnect that I don't really know you. Thanks. Thanks for the raising of me, but I don't really know you. And I don't want that with my kids. Um, There's a BMXer out here in Texas. His name is Morgan Wade. And he had an interview and he was talking about his, like, they said best friend. And he's like, my dad, my dad's my best friend. Hang out with him every day. And you're like, dude, grown man, dad's his best friend, hangs out with him. I want that. How did he get that? Mm -hmm. You know? And I think you get that by being you and, and like, uh, and also not sucking. So if you are, (laughs) so if you suck as you, don't be you. (laughs) Fix you. Fix you. Totally. And then be you. Yeah, you know, but if you're a solid individual, just be yourself, man. Your kids, you're gonna want to hang out with your kids a lot more when they're a solid individual that that is similar to what you've done and what you've raised. Yeah, I mean, people look at kids like they're these little idiots, 
I mean, they're yeah. not little idiots. They're no. just young humans. Like totally. they're young, full humans. Yeah, not like little idiots. Because I said so, you little idiot. Like no, wrong. Like this is a full human. They're just learning See, stuff. They don't know yeah. as many things as you. Yeah, but they're full human. Like treat them like a full human. Totally, and they are very much. They they know that gut feeling yeah. like really well. Yeah. They may do some dumb shit, but they know <laughs> that gut feeling really well. Yeah, they do all the stuff that that we did as kids. Actually, way less because. As parents nowadays, we are on them. Like our our parents couldn't afford that type of time with their with their children. Mm-hmm. So I'd be in the woods for eight hours at a time. Like I'm playing in the woods eight hours straight up. I'm like on my kids. Like if you're in the woods, like what month is it? Are there rattlesnakes out? <laughs> like let's let's you know be monitored. You know, <laughs> and kids have cell phones now too so totally. before you were out yeah. if you were out you were out in the wild <laughs> yeah i catch my son like walking down in the woods he's got like axes and stuff and i'm just like hey what do you guys stop you've got a bb <laughs> gun over one shoulder an axe over another shoulder this is a recipe for disaster <laughs> one at a time son one at a time totally. you're either going like, axing or you're going bb yeah gunning. like do you know like you don't need an axe safe with be- both of those items I was obsessed with weapons when I was a kid too. It was just a funny. They're so cool. They're so cool. That's why you have the swords. That's true. It never really died. I mean, I think it's because it's a power equalizer too. You know, like initially, why were swords developed? Because really big, strong people were coming and smashing people, taking all the women. And some little small guy was like, "You won't do that when I get this really long sword." Yeah. You know, yeah, so this broadsword is gonna it's gonna even it out. And then, out. and then eventually, the people got really good with swords, and people were like, "Fuck this sword stuff! I need a gun." Yeah. Yep. And then people got good with guns, and then, and then it, it was a hand grenade. <laughs> it was like it was guns, and then it was cannons, and then it was hand and then, grenades. And yeah, then. now it's drones. Now no. the video gamers are going to rule the world. Totally, yeah. totally. Now right. we're going to start controlling the weather. Yeah, <laughs> start controlling the weather and just dropping acid. It's going to be terrible. <laughs> acid clouds? <laughs> nah, just like sandstorm on your yeah. on your base camp. Yeah, uh, dude, it's I I love weapons though. A good yeah. a good uh, ninja star. Never get scoffed at in my house. No doubt. You know? No doubt. Yeah. Well, after, if you make it over to the to the pad, we'll have a sick knife and hatchet throwing set up. You'll have oh, to, I love it. have to dig into. I it's love good. that. I mean, dude, we do that at my house all the time. That's yeah. like the big draw to come to my house. Like, when yeah, people exactly. come over, it's like, everybody we're going to throw knives? Hatches. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to throw axes? You bet. We're going to shoot BB guns? For sure. <laughs> Drive the Polaris? You got it. Yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure hanging with you, brother. Oh, it's my pleasure. I appreciate pleasure. this, um, showing you kind of everything in this on it world, and hopefully uh, you can find the things that, that vibe with you and yeah, help propel sure. you to even greater heights. Nice, man. Thank you. Yeah, it's been absolutely. Uh, anything that you want to let anybody know about? Any things that you're working on or social handles or anything like that? Uh, well, all my social handles are pretty simple. It's Chris Cobra Cole on all the platforms, and then... Uh, this summer we have all the contest series, street league series, and, uh, starts March. I think th- March 3rd is uh Tampa pro, which is, um, the first contest of our season basically starts out at Tampa. And then our contest season goes to like October. It's pretty heavy. Yeah. So yeah, all the street league stops will be fun, man. We got, we got some international, we got some domestic and, they're always a good watch. Dope. Try to show up. Be me. Dope. <laughs> Appreciate that. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Peace.
Thanks for listening, everybody. Please go to iTunes and leave a review if you enjoyed the podcast and go to onnit.com slash Aubrey, O-N-N-I-T dot com slash Aubrey to get the latest tools for human optimization. Thank you. Much love.